Blog Talk Radio. You're listening to the Psychic Coffee Shop Podcast Network. You know, have you entered the show? Are you not coming on? Why aren't you talking? You know, we haven't seen any posts. It's because I'm in the middle of, oh, dealing with a few things. And, you know, one of them being Beltane in the Forest, which will be coming up May 19th. We're ramping that up. I've also been dealing with lovely road construction, you know, the Department of Highways. And recently down the road, they've decided to put in a couple schools. That's fine. Then all of a sudden, you know, start noticing that the road has paint on it. They've decided to expand our road. That's not fine. They're not planning for safety. They've not planned for anything. So, yeah, I've been fighting City Hall and, I guess, state government and Board of Education, trying to protect the children. You know, some of the locals may have seen me on TV. I did do a few news interviews. And, you know, so we've been a little busy with that. Sorry I haven't been in the coffee shop lately. But it looks like it's been a fairly decent week in general. Um, you know, Wall Street's kind of shuffling over the China trade raises. This is what is meant to happen. Um, it's been, you know, up, down, all around. We talked about this probably at the beginning of the year, that stock market's going to be a little shaky. Well, you know, it's running off of reality TV. As far as I can look at it, it's reality TV. It'll be over in 2012. We just ride this out. We've made it this far. The U.S. has dealt with better things. We're moving forward. Um, you know, the Boeing's planes, y'all guys know, planes were canceled, planes were moved. Yeah, because oh, someone, you know, didn't buy an option or an option isn't working. This is why I like simple things. They really even annoys me now that my cell phone does more than what it should. Can you imagine having an option on your car that stops the car for you? Um, something else that came out was really quite interesting, and I believe it was Madonna, and I think they done something at Coachella, and it was holograms, that they were doing holograms, you know, um, there's a few artists that have crossed, and they're now doing hologram shows of the artists, which I find interesting because for years now I've said, you know, one of these days I'm going to be doing readings on hologram. Well, now apparently I can. It's just $5,000 for to set it up. That seems to be a little pricey for me, so I'll wait for it to come down to the price of the VCR. Um, I just find things that I, you know, have commonly said, and literally I'm saying it flippingly, like, yeah, you know, I'm in video, I'm in chat, I do phone readings, 
yeah, you know, probably in 10 years I'll be doing them in hologram. So I thought that was interesting. I think it was really cool. Um, there was a deep dive on Philip DeFranco explaining how it all works and all the computerism behind it. Um, so it'll be coming along. I think we'll be seeing more of that over the next five years. Um, and it's like, I don't know, I'm seeing more people come together like we've seen before. Now, Prince Harry and, of course, Princess uh, Kate and, you know, not Kate, Prince, I always get the boys mixed up. Anyway, Prince Harry had a new baby. Um, and it's just like, oh, another one. The royal family's really picking up. That'll be interesting. I think we'll have another girl within another year. Um, and with that, different things will be going on. And I think that, you know, there's going to be a little upset and a little interest there. Well, guys, let's bring Tori on the line. We're going to be talking about her new deck. Um, for those that haven't heard of Tori Hartman, she's a world-renowned intuitive, best-selling author, spiritual teacher, born and raised in free-thinking atmosphere of New York's Greenwich Village in the 60s. Man, she's got some stories we'll have to talk about. Um, she also has the, you know, has had psychic abilities since age eight after a near-death experience probably 25 years ago. Really woken up and started talking with angels. There's been some really cool decks out. If y'all guys have looked at the Chakra Wisdom Oracle deck, that's Tori's. So let's go ahead and bring her on and get that in motion. And there we go. Welcome, Tori. How are you, hon? I'm great. Good to talk to you. Good to talk to you, too. And, you know, I'm so glad you have a new deck out. So tell us about this deck. Well, you know, first of all, I'm like, I'm super stoked when I get to talk to another psychic, intuitive, and truthfully who has some some ethics. Can we just start mm-hmm. with that? Because I really feel, yeah. before before we even get into the stuff, I'd love to just say that to you because there's so few people that really understand that, you know, what we do isn't a parlor trick and that, mm-hmm. you know, we, we're not we're not here to sell somebody uh, upsell them, you know, some kind of package of like ongoing. I'm not therapist, is what I'm saying. No. So, I I really feel that, you know, I love that you you are psychic. You're not afraid to say it, and I just right. you know, it's just great to hear that. So thank you, well, and thank you. for what you do because it is a lot of work. And what happens to and I'm glad you said that at the beginning of like you know, the road being put in. And the, the thing that's happening, and, I, and this goes to what the topic is in an ironic way, everybody, too, is that, you know, there are so many things outside of our control, decisions that are being made for us, that mm-hmm. it's, this is such a time to find our internal answers. And that segues to the idea of chakra. So I'm going to be mm-hmm. there because... Awesome. You know, one of the things I discovered is, I mean, this is just like, I'm, I'm going to say ASIN, is that correct? Yes. Do I have your, okay, good, because I'm like going, because it's such a cool name. I'm going, oh, my gosh, I have, like, it just came out of my mouth. I don't know. Like, I'm like, I said the right name, right? <laughs> anyway, mm-hmm. um, it, Chakra really, for me, it, it happened slowly because it was after my near-death experience many years ago, which I've told the story 
a hundred times, but basically the idea of chakra came to me through the fashion world, which I was in in the beginning. And then just so you know, I yawn when I'm reading, so that's kind of like when I go into state. That's my that's my right. little signal. So basically mm-hmm. the chakra came, the chakra, the seven chakra, as we know it in Western culture, let's start there. They, I started to discover as I was working with my first deck, which was an oracle deck, I started to discover there was a pattern to the chakra. And of mm-hmm. course we know that, right? Because there's, and for people who don't know, there's, Basically, in the Western tradition, there's seven chakra, and it's basically one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. And I love tarot. I mean, that's like one of my like secret jams, right? So I love tarot cards. I particularly love the the Rider Waite. And one night I was sitting there, and I had really learned so much about chakra, which I didn't intend to learn, by the way, um, from that first deck, the Oracle. But I was playing with the tarot, and one night I went, wait a minute, there's a pattern here. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. One, two, three. And I started to recognize, like in the in the minor arcana, there's 14 mm-hmm. cards in each suit. So, as mm-hmm. you know, and so it became seven and seven. So we go through the chakras from the eighth through the seven, right? And then the eighth mm-hmm. chakra picks up again as the first chakra and goes to the king, who's the seventh chakra. Now, what this means in English, just to, to, you know, tell folks what we're talking about, is that as the pattern in the chakra is so deep because we have our answers within, like for you, the idea of that, I want to say that road suddenly becoming, you know, a major thoroughfare and suddenly becoming something that was not acceptable to you has to begin in that third chakra. It's kind of a fight or flight. It's like, no, I'm not going to put mm-hmm. this. So that's right. when we talk about that, we're looking at in the tarot, the threes and the tens. So mm-hmm. as you say that, what's very interesting is the threes, of course, in the tarot kind of, you know, are joining with other people and it can look like, oh, it's just a little, like the three of swords. It can just look like a little thing or the three of wands. It doesn't necessarily look that it's huge. But when you repeat, when you get to the tens and you recognize that it, it you had to take that time to do that fight, the tens are actually mm-hmm. the clearing and the, the success from the nines. So one of the things that becomes right. important in this conversation is that you had to take that time. I love that you shared that because it's like, oh, yeah, of mm-hmm. course. So if you know tarot, like if you know a tarot deck, if you're familiar with the tarot, you're going to pick this deck up and you're going to literally dive under the wave and get a sense of the cards, for, that how they, I want to say how they operate inside of you, inside your seven energy mm-hmm. centers. So that's right. What, that's really what I started to recognize. And then unlike any other deck, the, the fool's journey is a woman. And it begins with the fool herself, and she's rooted to the ground. You can see that she's in this beautiful red gown. She's completely grown roots, and she's kind of stuck. And in many ways, the feminine energy, when it's born, it is a target Feminine energy is vulnerable, whereas when we look at, you know, men, right, the male fool, it's like he's like, oh, look, he's so fun. 
oh, she's so pretty, isn't she? And so there's a very different way that we perceive people. And as a result, um, the fool's journey, the fool herself is in every card. So we actually, after we see the fool, the second card is the magician. She actually is visiting the magician in the two, right, because the magician is actually the one, but it's the second chakra. So it's an emotional teaching. She's got to learn emotionally how to, how to use these tools, the spiritual tools. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, she goes to the third, which is the high priest. The, yeah, the high priestess, and that's the third chakra. And she's meeting the high priestess and learning from her. So the first seven cards are the mentors in the full mm-hmm. journey. And of course, you've got the, the hanged woman, and it's it's really fun to see the chakra evolution in the major section of the deck, which of course are cards of destiny, and we really get to see what's next in our lives. So that's that's just the you know kind of the the overview of the chakra of the chakra wisdom tarot deck. Mm-hmm. So. Well, let's kind of talk about you know because a lot of people get confused when I say I read both okay. oracle and tarot. What was okay, the yeah. difference there with the two decks? Like where you just you know some people go oh right. they're just they're the same thing. No, they're not. No, they're actually not. And here, here's the big difference. An oracle, if you think of someone who's an oracle, an oracle is inner wisdom, right? It's finding your own answers. And the, the idea of the oracle for, I want to say, centuries really, is it is wisdom. And the idea is that these cards are cards of wisdom. So when you look at an oracle deck, there's no set pattern. There's no, like... There's no it starts and ends here. Oracle decks can be 10 cards. It can be 20. It can be 100. There's no number of cards. And Oracle decks are like a card that, has, that, that comes in different colors. It's, it's just it can, be any, it can be any car. It can be any kind of car. It can be any because that's, each person is different. So you can have like, you know, a, a, a blue Land Rover as easily as you can have a red you know, Hyundai. I mean, the point I'm making is that all of these cars are different. Now, mm-hmm. when you take a tarot deck, okay, a tarot deck is always the same conversation. It's the same pattern, and the patterns are familiar to us. The minor arcana are life lessons, then they're, they're basically day-to-day events, and the major arcana are our life I want to say journey, and we will experience all of these things on the path of our life. That's where you hear Mm -hmm. the death card and all of that. Now, just to hone in, everybody listening, to hone in on that, what we're really talking about is that a tarot deck will always have 78 cards. Now, some people will call something a tarot deck, and they may just use the majors or just the minors or just the court cards. But the truth is, a pure traditional tarot deck will always have the 78 cards. And the big, the big thing that's important to understand is tarot, T-R-O, came from, from playing cards. It was originally a parlor game. And as they developed, as they developed, they became more and more, I want to say, as intuitive, um, intuitive tools 
Now, one of the things to know also is in our traditional playing deck, everyone, there's uh, 52 cards. So if you think of it, ace through 10, and then we've got jack, queen, king. So those are, and there's four suits, much like the tarot, you know, the knights are, pe- are coins, excuse me, uh, the diamonds are coins, you know, cups or hearts. Right. The point I'm making is that in, in our traditional playing deck, it actually is, has cut out the page. Now, the page technically is the 11th card. So if we look at this, really, a playing deck will have jack, queen, king. The tarot will have a page, knight, queen, king. And the page is the spiritual messenger. So mm-hmm. when a page was removed, the idea was to remove the esoteric messenger from the tarot deck. So just to give everybody the idea, that's a little bit of information on the tarot. But the tradition of the exact, you know, the exact same uh, cards, if you will, in the Fool's Journey, 22 of them, uh, the exact same four suits, um, and they can be changed. Like pentacles can become coins in certain decks, and wands may be called rods, you know. But technically, they're always the same amount of cards, and they've been played with, you know, where you could have the dog's tarot. You know, I'm like, and that'll have seven I cards. used to have a baseball tarot for my students that uh-huh. forgot my, their cards. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was baseball. There, you know, one suit it. was bats, one suit was helmets, one suit was gloves. Um, one suit was balls, and it's like, here you go, work with it. And yeah, and so that's because, the idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they were still able to get the idea. And for me, you know, I'm not seeing decks with like pre, uh, you know, they'll have pages and princesses. They'll have, and I think that with tarot in general, mm-hmm. people have to understand that they're just a tool. They're nothing more I than just an email. Said this. It's so funny. I just said this to somebody. And the thing about uh, cards, okay, the thing about cards or any tool like that, you know, and I hate, I'm going to draw a very shocking, you know, association. You know, a card deck is like a gun. Anything can be dangerous in the hands of the wrong person. You know, anything can be, anything can be powerfully uh, protective and a, a good tool in the hands of the right person. So mm-hmm. when we look at it that way, we can recognize that, you know, just like the swords in the deck, the swords cut and they protect. So it's mm-hmm. important for people to understand that sometimes what you see, which is very deceptive, what you see is a bad card, like death or devil. Those can be fantastic cards because they tell yeah. you where your mind is. And you may not want to be thinking that way. You may, it may not mm-hmm. be for your highest good. It doesn't necessarily right. mean death of a person. So I think what happens right. is, and, and you know this, I mean, seriously, we are living in such a literal time. You can't make a mm-hmm. joke without people freaking out. <laughs> it's just the craziest thing. Oh, honey, and I had a student in a oh. panic attack because, you know, my normal opening thing is I walk in with a hammer and a deck of tarot. And go, well, we can either nail the cards to the wall or we can figure out what needs to be pounded out here for you. Um, <laughs> and they were just in all pure terror, like, oh, my God. You know, because they've got a nice wooden box that they bought. They, are, you know, they live in a little bag. And, you know, they got Chris. And I'm like, really? 
how do you keep your camera at home? Is it in the building? You're like, well, no. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Well, that's the point is that, you know, when people, you know, I think that we endow the cards with a certain energy. But here's the thing I want to say. The best readers are the people who have been wounded in their life because their purpose becomes to heal others' wounds and heal their own each time. Where, where mm-hmm. I think cards and any kind of psychic work, if you will, draws the line and goes over the line is when people start to give advice, they're no longer being psychic, and they become part right. of the problem. And I think that, right. you know, there's a fine line, and you get this, Ethan, because you said it, because um, I, I was checking out your, your, blog, your, uh, your site, and you said it where, you know, basically, and I'm paraphrasing, you know, I'm not here as X. I'm here to guide you with the tool I know. Like, in other words, uh-huh. I had somebody on a radio show years ago who called in and she was crying hysterically and she said, does he love me? And I said, oh, honey, who cares? You sound miserable. Right. I said, you don't need a therapist. You need a, excuse me, you don't need a psychic. You need a therapist. So mm-hmm. when we look at things that way, I got to tickle. When we look at things that way, it takes on an entirely different bend because, you know, we're not trying to do a parlor trick. We're trying to support people in finding their own answers. And, right. you know, and making cards, decisions. Exactly. And their own way, not from our decision. Right. Because once we advise someone, we become part of the problem because you know what happens. You told me. Papa. No, I didn't tell you that. I didn't tell you that at all. Because that's my thing. It's like, you know, right. you made that decision. Well, and clients, some clients get this, some clients don't. Is, you know, we'll be doing a reading, and say we're comparing two jobs. And we look at one job, and we look at another, and go, well, which do I take? And I says, well, that's up to you. It's a choice point. Because the tarot doesn't say, turn left in 30 feet, and talk to the no, guy in the brown socks. Because if it did, we certainly wouldn't be doing We'd be like, you know, in Vegas, like, you know, having a blast. Yeah. <laughs> Believe me, honey, I wouldn't be in Vegas. I would be in Dubai, sitting on a nice high tower, you know. I mean, that sounds a lot better, but. (laughs) So I think think what we're talking about in terms of readings, too, and what that means Mm -hmm. is that I think a really good reading will validate for you what you know to be true and will allow you to intuitively wake up in the moment and get that you have the answer already. And we are, we're kind of like holding the space for you that, that no one else holds. See, mm-hmm. that's what makes it so fun is that, and I knew the minute you and I started talking, I was like, oh my gosh, he's an energy holder. Like when I know, and by the way, just so everybody understands, I like to call them Highlanders because as Highlanders, we spot each other. You know, we can look across the room and go, I want to talk to that person. And we don't know mm-hmm. why. But then we start talking to them and we go, oh, wink, wink, we're one of us. You know, mm-hmm. that's what makes it, that's what makes this fun. Mm-hmm. So how did you um, deal with, you know, because if you look at the esoteric meanings or the original meanings from the early 1900s, 
there'll be like mm-hmm. a letters coming for you, you know, a letter communication. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. When you look at like base definitions for tarot, they're very set at old fashioned world. Before mm-hmm. email, text messages, you know, how do you right. deal with, you know, rectifying that energy? Well, I think for me in, in that, um, I really enjoyed the tradition of the tarot. And I think mm-hmm. what happened for me was I understood immediately for me what was happening. And, and as you're saying, as you ask that question, which is actually brilliant, um, and I'm going to share this with everybody, here's the deal. Whatever, whatever you see in the card is going to be based upon your personal wounding, your personal experience. So, you know, someone who has dealt with, I want to say, bullying or being ostracized because they're too tall, too short, gay, uh, you know, a color of whatever it is, anyone who understands being on the outside of things is going to bring that experience to the readings. What I mean by that is that I tend to I tend to read people who are who come from alcoholic families because that's strongly my background. So a lot mm-hmm. of people who have been wounded from addiction end up coming to my door and family uh, family wounding. Now the point mm-hmm. is is that the way I rectified that is that I knew right away. When, for example, the death card, whether it's a sickle, whether it's a, a wide open field, whatever deck I was looking at, I knew that, that death meant the end of an era. It meant something mm-hmm. could no longer grow the way it was growing, and it had to go. And, and so when a client would sit in front of me, I knew through my own experience in life that that's what that card meant. Now, if you turn around, like, for example, for you or someone else, whoever has that unique life experience, like I know one woman who has, like, this blissful, fabulous, amazing, wonderful marriage, and all of her readings are around love, and, and she's good at that because that is, mm-hmm. in many ways, the wounding through which she sees mm-hmm. the world. So she'll put right. a death card and see it as a, you know, as a promissory thing of a new relationship. Now, Again, this how I re- how I reconciled that was that I understood and I teach that every single person is going to interpret the same spread with their view of the world, and that's why there's mm-hmm. so much room, and that's why you're necessary and I'm necessary right. because not everybody can listen to me. They might hear what you're saying right. and get it like that, and right. that's the point. So. For me, it was never the question of the traditional deck. It was a question of the the experiences in the deck that I had experienced and knew. And so we all know different experiences. And that's mm-hmm. where we do. That's where a tarot deck. Well, honey, I have to take a break. Okay. And pay the power bill, and then let's come back and talk about some other things going on with this deck because it's pretty. It's very pretty. Um, so let's go to break, and we'll be back in just a few guys. Do you like a little more grrrr with your coffee? Then tune in to Mountain Bears here on Blog Talk on Friday nights at 9 p.m. for the latest in LGBT topics, current events, and technology. 
Every Friday night, we'll be here. Join us as the Mountain Bears explore these topics and more. So I'm a cat, and I just moved in with this new human, and she's got this little toy she's always playing with, all day long. Tap, 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 bloop, bloop. She can't put it down. There it is. Oh, and get this. She even talks to it. Last week, she asked it for Chinese, and guess what? Egg rolls showed up, like magic. Humans have cool toys. A person is the best thing to happen to a shelter pet. Be that person. Adopt. Brought to you by the Ad Council and the shelterpetproject.org. Hi, welcome, relax, have a cup of your favorite topics with your host, Ace and Knight. There's nothing like a good conversation to warm your soul and give your spirit a break now and then. Ace has such a wonderful way of exploring topics like psychic phenomena, important topics in our daily lives from a psychic's point of view, and you never know who else will stop by live on Blog Talk Radio. So come on in. We made a fresh cup of Java just for you. Hi, I'm Rain. And this is Ravenwind, and we're the Feather and Bone Podcast, two witches talking about everything witchy and nothing at all. We consider ourselves to be energy-based spiritualists, non-traditionalists, and decidedly not Wiccan. Our views on magic and life in general don't align with other pagans in the community, but we have a live-and-let-live outlook on life. So if you want to learn something new while laughing a whole lot, you can find links to our podcast, Facebook page, products, and purchase tarot readings at featherandbone.net. As a busy modern woman, I'm constantly on the go. Having to make multiple stops while I'm out shopping or getting things done just doesn't work for me. That's why I love going to the Crystal Lotus Shop for every one of my metaphysical needs. They have all the basics like stones, candles, sage, plus they carry jewelry, herbs, cards, a variety of unique gifts, and several other items you're probably looking for. Uh Uh-oh, sounds like my husband's old college injury flared up again. That's okay. I can count on the team of healers at the Crystal Lotus to fix him right up. They offer massage, Reiki, Kalamni, as well as other energy modalities, all performed by licensed, highly trained, and gifted practitioners. And while he's being taken care of, I'll sit down and get some guidance by one of their accomplished psychic readers. Oh, and did I mention they do custom orders and have gift certificates as well? They even offer yoga several days a week for all levels of experience. Plus, the last Saturday of every month, they have Psychic Saturday, where they offer discounts on readings as well as many healing sessions. Stop in to meet Shauna and the rest of the family there. They're located at 89 Old Main Plaza in St. Albans, where the Loop Pharmacy used to be. Or give them a call at 304-729-8055. Crystal Lotus, taking the spirit where the body cannot go. You're listening to the Psychic Coffee Shop Podcast Network. Choosing a psychic is hard, and you don't want to waste time finding one that's right for you. You've thought about calling into the show, but you want more privacy than that? With services from phone, email, chat, 
text, and his network availability, you need to check out ASIN's website at asinnight.com. Just a few clicks and you can have your own personal, private psychic reading. On asinnight.com, you can also find out about VIP packages, scheduling parties and events, and signing up for his classes. What are you waiting for? Talk to ASIN today. Oh, hey there. Sorry, we're just wrapping up the planning for Beltane in the Forest 2019. And let me tell you, it's been a struggle trying to figure out where to put all the vendors, performers, and activities. You're coming out on May 19th, right? What's that? You didn't know that you were invited? Bring the kids, spouse, bring everyone. Yes, that's right. Starting at 11.30 a.m., we have adult and children's activities, a barding circle, and of course you know Gypsy Rhythm is going to be there, Coonskin Park in Charleston, West Virginia. Look, I've got to go, but you can find out more on our website, BeltaneInTheForest.org. See you there. Well, welcome back, everyone. We're talking with Tori about her new chakra deck. How does the chakras play into the tarot? Because, you know, for years they've attached the astrology, they've attracted, you know, the numerology to it. I mean, it's kind of like all, you know, the the tool that attaches to everything with all the attachments. How do you attach the chakras and how that plays into it? Well, I think that, I think that what's very interesting about it is that I started, like I said, I'd recognize the pattern. And when I applied it, it's almost like, you know, applying the, the I want to say, oh, I know, a perfect thing is if you can imagine a window pane, right? And through the window pane, it's like a stained glass window pane. You've got different colors. So it's still a window. However, when you looked through it and you had a different color hue, it took on a depth that was personal. So, for example, anyone who knows tarot knows that the aces are gifts from God. They're gifts from the creator. And however, you know, whether you're pagan and you want to say it's gifts from the earth or whatever you are, you know it's a gift from beyond. And therefore, when I put the, I want to say the veil of the first chakra on it, suddenly it became the first chakra was a beginning. It was a platform. It also it represents the, our very DNA, old family beliefs, ideas that we came in with. So when we look at that, we can now look at the Ace of Swords and saying, are we fighting old ideas in order to get and create our own success? So each card now has a personal element that is directly related to you based on the chakra. So therefore, all of the twos in the in the deck will always be an orange card. All of the nines always will be orange. That means that those are emotional situations. So if we look at the twos, look at the two of swords, denying your own feelings. Look at the two of cups, emotions in connecting with another person. See, what happened was I started to see how it worked so well together. And that was what, you know, that was what really um, began, began this journey, if you will, because I recognized that so many people knew tarot. And yet people who wanted to know chakra or kind of felt like, oh, it's interesting, but I don't know how to use it, could actually put it with their knowledge of tarot and go 
super mm-hmm. deep and get a, a different mm-hmm. kind of reading. Um, and the same thing with people who know chakra. They know chakra, but they don't know tarot. Well, guess what? The, the divination, the, the I want to say the meaning of the card is so similar with the chakra and the suit that you can literally mm-hmm. just know the chakra and read the tarot. Right. And, you know, so, that's an important that's part, you know, is if you have a piece, like you know how to use a drill, then you'll be able to figure out how to use, you know, the hammer part of it. The same thing mm-hmm. goes with tarot. If you know astrology, you can tie it in. If you know chakras, you can tie mm-hmm. it in with your deck. Right. How did your development go with that? Did you go all 78 or did you take it piece oh, yeah. by piece? Oh, yeah. It went 78. And because what happened was, if you look at the Fool's Journey, there's three levels. The first, it's 7, 14, 21. So that's the first mm-hmm. seven chakra, the seven second chakra, and then another set. Same seven chakra. And, of course, the world, the true ascension, if you will, uh, divinity, is the ascension and the connection with peace and with the higher, the higher entity, God or your, of your understanding. So the idea was that all of the first seven cards, the fool is going to meet her mentors, and she's learning. The second seven, the fool is taking her learning and practicing it in the world. She's living. And the, the third seven becomes mastery, the things she has mastered in her life. So when you look at it that way, you begin to see where you are in the story. So the little book that comes with the deck, you'll be able to see if you, for example, you pull the tower card. Well, when you pull the tower card, in the very next card, you've got, you know, she's lost her wings. So you're seeing how they connect. And the chakra, the word chakra actually means wheel. And so the idea is that all of the wheel continually turns. So when you look at the wheel and you see how it keeps going, the this deck has a, a story in the fool's journey. And I think that's a big part of it, that it's our mm-hmm. story. It's, it's particularly, you know, it's a story of anyone who has come in and is seeking their own spiritual peace. And it's really interesting that we're having this conversation because I just because people don't understand what we do. There's such a misnomer because I have a, a YouTube channel, right? And I'm kind of into it and I do like all sorts of funky mm-hmm. fun stuff on it. But the reason I'm telling you this and the point I'm making is that, you know, I, I had people who would come on and literally like write all the scripture and quote it. And I, I said to them, you know, because I just kind of said, one guy in particular, I just said, listen, you know, what you're writing is really great stuff, but you're writing it to the wrong audience. The people who are here are not going to listen to it. So it was really interesting because I was able to say to him, I love that you're saying this and I love that you have a heart, but why are you coming over to this side of the street? You know, mm-hmm. it's like, because you're really not concerned about my soul. You're really not. Mm-hmm. You know, right. And that's the thing that gets me is that the truth is everyone has their own spiritual path and we're all going to go to where we go and meet our maker, whatever that is. And so right. whatever your belief is, it, it really – and it's funny because somebody said, well, I really like when we do – when we talk about this, but uh, divination is evil. And I thought, 
You don't even know because the truth is, and you, Asen, we don't even do divination anymore. Divination is so old school. We actually do spiritual work, which Mm -hmm. guides people to their faith. See, that's the joke of people who turn around and say, this is evil. It's kind of like, you know, how can your chakra be evil? It's in you. You have one. Mm -hmm. Well, not only that, but let's let's kind of break it down for a moment. Because there Mm -hmm. is history with the tarot and the scriptures. I think it was the third fall of Jerusalem. We're talking Mm -hmm. first and second century early Christianity when there were still, you know, not Mm -hmm. full written books of the New Testament. Mm -hmm. And the Jews were pushed out of Israel. They Mm -hmm. used the tarot to keep the stories of the temple. There's a reason there, you know, the cards rock into sevens and threes. Mm-hmm. There's a reason that there's a death card, and you know, there's a reason that there's the hierophant. There's a reason for the devil card. Life. You know, mm-hmm. and and life. Um, there's an old country song talking about a deck of playing cards being the Bible for a soldier. Mm-hmm. The tarot very much has been used for that. Um, and very much in the past been used for that. Then you have the other linking in there of in the Old Testament and the New Testament. Because in the Old Testament, um, you have a king that goes to a medium to get advice from Abraham about a battle. Then in the New Testament, and this is what I always refer them to as the day of Pentecost, old men will dream dreams and young men will see visions. That's all we're doing. Mm -hmm. And I think it's very interesting because what we're also doing in a very powerful way is in some ways we are bringing people back to their faith and we're restoring their faith. So Mm -hmm. I find it ironic because I, I just said to somebody, actually it was earlier, I said, you know, here's the thing I want to ask you. If you're so happy and so at peace with your faith, why are you so in upset when I'm at peace in my faith? And there's a right. long pause, right? Because I'm at peace. I have a relationship with God. I have my relationship. I'm very much at peace in the way I communicate with him, the way we would interact. And I think that why does it have to be your way? And I think this is, mm-hmm. this is a big, big issue overall in our world right now mm-hmm. is that, and I did this whole thing and I'm, we're going to, we're going to, I'd love to pull cards and talk to you about them in a moment. But one thing oh. I really want to say, I did, I did a piece on, um, and, and it was on my uh, YouTube channel and it was the, the what was it? diversity versus inclusion. And I said, mm-hmm. you know, diversity in many ways is a joke because it's kind of like saying I'm only going to accept you because of your skin color because I've got to have you in my in my world to be okay mm-hmm. whereas inclusion says I don't really care what color you are come on over you know I mean I never right. really I mean you know the thing is is that I saw more inclusion on my trip to New York this time than I've seen in New York mm-hmm. this time you know where people are starting to live that idea that the the media doesn't need to shove down our freaking throats anymore, where, you know, I'd rather include you than 
invite you because it's diversity. I mean, it's like, right. well, <laughs> you know what I mean? it's, like, it's like, so what I said was that thing of like, diversity is really just, it's diverse as long as I agree with you. Inclusion means I include mm-hmm. you no matter what you think. So exactly. that was my point. And that's what tarot does yeah. for me. That's what um, the chakra do. It really brings me into and centers me in my faith. And, right. you know, I can't tell you how many people I've, I've worked with who were very unhappy Christians because they didn't understand mm-hmm. why their life didn't have satisfaction because they loved Jesus. And, mm-hmm. you see, loving Jesus has nothing to do with you being happy. It's, it, that, that is not a real relationship if you're not happy. It's about getting that happiness, and, and in that, you know, mm-hmm. you can then be present in that relationship if that's what's right for you. I guess I'm trying right. to say that don't put on some fake cloak and tell me you're Superman. <laughs> right. <laughs> you're just breaking a leg jumping off the building. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying is that, you know, it's kind of like, please don't, you know, my, my dad used to always say that. He'd be like, uh, you know, don't come in the door naked and tell me you got a new outfit on. You know, I think, you know, and that's true. It's kind of like, stop trying to sell me something so hard because if it's that good, I'm going to find it. Don't you think? Mm-hmm. Sure. I mean, the truth is, you know, if if being inclusive is that good, I'm going to be that. Mm-hmm. And and right. if being diverse is good, well, then I'm going to be that. But to me, it feels it feels like I'm I'm forcing something. It feels disingenuous. Right. And I exactly. think that's and what I'm trying to say. When it but, is, that's you know. when it's not you. You know, it's your shame, it's your guilt, it's your mm-hmm. self worth taking a hit. And, and I, I think, think that that's something that book. readers have to learn is those barriers mm-hmm. of going, uh-uh. Yeah. yeah, I agree with you a thousand percent. Thank you for saying that because it is true that, you know, I think that, and, and I think for me, it's not that I don't, I don't believe in God. It's that I really have problems with going to a place where they tell me I'm bad. And the only thing mm-hmm. that's going to make me good is if I think the way they do. That to me doesn't well, doesn't resonate. Right. That doesn't mean it's all like that. But you see, that's what my parents did to me. My mom was Roman Catholic, my dad was Jewish, and they sent me off to an Episcopal church, and they thought they'd repent it. <laughs> it was kind of like. You know. mm-hmm. But so um, I, I'd love to look at the cards, but you know, yeah, let's sure. Because we, you and I, can go blah blah blah. You know, I can feel it. For days. I'm just moving. Yeah. Hello. Come on. Napping it out. Okay, there we go. So I'm, I am just um, pulling out my deck. So my question to you is, um, may, like, would you like me to pull a few cards for you? You pull a card for me. What would you like to do? Yeah, why don't you pull a few for me? Let's kind of let the listeners hear how <laughs> the deck reads. Awesome. So before we do that, I just have to make sure that I have your permission. Do I have your permission to read of you? Of course. Okay, of great. Course. And then do I have, do I also, um, and I am seeking your permission from your guides and guardian angels. Um, mm-hmm. And boof. Yeah, hello. Swooping on in. And I do have to speak in. <laughs> I have a chain. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's kind of like, I, it's almost like a chain gang. I hear them all going there. 
information are all coming in. Um, ooh, they're extremely strong. Okay, so now as I say that, I'm going to invite everybody listening to just kind of center yourself and just get that everyone, every reader has their own style. And, mm-hmm. you know, there's nothing so awful that isn't transformable and everything's free will. Right. So I just need to say that because, right. and the other thing is, I don't believe in like frightening readings. I think that there's, there's I don't, first of all, they don't frighten me, so I'm not going to share that. But let's take a look and I'm going to tell you the cards I pulled. So if you want to pull them out in front of you so you can look at them, that's totally fine too. Um, I pulled the death card right side up. I pulled four, which I typically don't do. I usually pull three, but I pulled that fourth one mm-hmm. for some reason. Um, and then I have the Eight of Wands reversed. I have okay. the Queen of Cups. Ooh, why did I know that? And then I've got the Two of Coins. Okay. So the first thing, the first thing that that we're going to do, everybody, is to just look at you know tarot basics, right? The Death card to start with Death, and I'm looking at um, when I look at a spread, I look at I'm pulling the curtain back a little for all of you. I look at, we're going to do the spread as darkness, dawn, and light. So it's what was going on internally, what's going on, what's dawning on you right now, and what's coming forward, and the highest calling, the light. And then I feel that the two of coins is a decision, but we'll talk about that in a minute. So these Mm -hmm. cards that I see in front of me, sixth chakra, first chakra, and, excuse me, sorry, seventh chakra, Seven, one, and six. So sometimes what I do just to get that feeling is seven, one, six, seven, one, six. So I start to look at that. Somebody, you know, and then I go, oh, wait, that's an area code. <laughs> you know? So I start looking at it. And then what comes forward to me right away is when I look at the death card, and in this card, everyone, it's got a purple border. And we see the fool emerging from her old self, which is gone. It's the old, it's the original fool in the tree now. And she's a, she's a, almost a ghost in the real fool. The per, real person is emerging. And it's a sixth chakra. So what I want to say to you, Aysen, is you have been doing a tremendous amount of personal work. You've done a lot of self-work. And it's been challenging in some ways and no one has gotten the amount of work you've done. And sometimes it's hard for you to relate to people in the sense that, only in the sense that they don't really get the depth of the work you've done. And I want to also share with you that that has a lot to do with why you are very um, determined with um, supporting the youth of LGBTQ. This is a very powerful calling for you. Um, There's a lot around you know, like self-harm, suicide, all of these things because of your dark time, if you will, when you were younger, this has been an emergence for you, like emerging to be not just now, not just for that community, but helping all children because there is an understanding. One of the best videos I saw, I'm getting truth bumps, by the way, one of the best videos I saw was, I think it was Truth Bomb Mom or something, and she had this great video on her little voice. I got to talk to you, Mom. I got to talk to you. I'm, you know, I was so upset. And she's like, Baby, what's up? And, you know, finally he's like, he's crying and he's like, he says, Okay, Mom, I need to tell you this about myself. And she's like, Okay, okay. What? You know, I'm going to love you no matter what. Mom, what's up? And he says, I'm straight. <laughs> 
and she's like, what? And she like, he said, I'm straight and I'm sorry. And she's like, what do you mean? And he didn't understand that, that, that it was, it, he thought it was difficult to come out as who you were. He didn't understand that it was mm-hmm. actually challenging for gay folks to come out. Mm-hmm. It, it was so sweet, and she was sharing how innocent it was because he really thought that, that he had to come out too. And so that was such mm-hmm. a beautiful thing. So in many ways what I'm seeing is your desire and deep desire, very related to your mom as well. Um, because there, there's so much healing that, you know, it's been in some ways, I want to say, because I see this, uh, the Eight of Wands reversed, first chakra, this has been really, really trying to help someone with beliefs that don't support them. And I feel that this is family beliefs, and ultimately the wounding, and I want to say this, it has not been yours. And that's where, for you, you know, the self I want to say the self-pain and the self-harming issue um, has really been something that you've been a champion for others going through it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, right. and I want to just validate, you know this already, but and notice everybody I'm saying he knows this already because he does. See, he's very intuitive, and I say this to my clients as well because they are. So when we look at a reversed card, and I, I want to share with everybody, don't ever read the reversed card in the first pass because you'll focus on it too much. Focus instead on the cards overall when you look at chakra because then when you come back, what I like to say is, you know, a lot of people believe chakra get blocked. I don't believe they get blocked. I think they're just busy. So when we look at what's going on for you personally, right, when we look at this reversal, eight of wands, you've been super busy recovering yourself helping others recover from some wounding. I feel there were some really heavy things that you've been going through. And in many ways you had to check out um, because mm-hmm. you were overwhelmed with the transformation you went through from, bear with me, I want to say the hardest part was in March, but I feel it started to really get heavy at the end of February. And March it was almost like you might as well just be on a couch eating chocolate. I mean, it was just like, you know, um, and thank God you had something to to focus on. And I want to also remind you of something that you really did. I feel like there's a grandmother that you were close to, and I do feel with this uh, Eight of Wands reversed, <laughs> we're really looking at, um, and if you look at the cards, she's, she's climbing the wands because she's moving away from the need to stay in that first, if you will, the, the um excuse me, the Ace of Wands, because the Ace of Wands is that gift. It's the gift of fire mm-hmm. that you've had your whole life. But you see, you're more right. evolved than some people starting out. So let's look at the idea of starting out or starting over. I want to remind you that the Eight is more advanced. You're not starting over. You're beginning with a new platform. Very important information for you. And that's what's really coming to you now. That's why you're starting to come back, but I want to remind you that you probably, it's, I really feel that by June you'll be back on your feet um, because I feel it's been an emotional roller coaster. Um, and Queen of Cups, she is intuitive. This is the sixth chakra. Your feminine energy 
came into you so you could protect the women in your life. And it's no secret that you are there to give them love, to give people support who never had it, and to guide them to where they need to go. Now, that said, it's interesting that I picked the two of, of coins, right, because coins, pentacles, just so everybody remembers, are, are objects. They're, they're physical, right? They're physical ideas. Now, the two of coins in this, in this particular card, she's looking, she, there's a door open, and she's looking out of the open door and sees smooth sailing, and she sees a ship. But when we see where she's standing on the side of the door, behind the door is another ship on very turbulent seas. So she's looking out to a more smooth future, and there really is a right choice for you. However, mm-hmm. I think that you will always pick the road that is right, whether or not it's comfortable. And this is part Mm -hmm. of what emotionally has been plaguing you your whole life and blessing you your whole life. So just to recap, everyone, these chakras, we look here, again, go back to the first card, which is the seventh chakra, universal ideas, ideas of beginning again. This had to be, it was, the death card is like, I got to start again. And what is the first chakra? Seventh chakra always goes to the first, right? And the first chakra is red. Even though it's an eight, it is a first chakra card. So that means this idea, this new beginning is more powerful. And then the queen is really about that intuitive side because we're looking at the sixth sense, sixth chakra, hidden family agreements. And these are agreements that are becoming complete. And I just feel a very strong connection between your mother and a grandmother. And I feel like these are women you came here to help. You know this already. Um, and then when mm-hmm. I look at the, at the orange card at the end here, it really is about recognizing that you do, you do have a smooth life if you choose it. But you mm-hmm. will never choose 100% smooth because you never want to be without your people. And there you go. That's what I see through this. Awesome. Yes, and that actually is actually very accurate. Um, you know, we're launching a life coaching business. We're launching, you know, I'm getting my doctorate. And, mm-hmm. you know, these are things that will be done by June, one way or oh. another. <laughs> well, there um, you go. Yep. Well, honey, where can they get the deck? Where's your website? How can, you know, our listeners get a reading from you? Do you have an office number? How do they do that? Okay. The best thing, um, because I'm going to be on tour for a little while with the deck, but the best thing is to to get the deck, to get my stuff, go on Amazon, seriously, or Barnes & Noble. And it's, it's just type in my name, Tori Hartman, T-O-R-I-H-A-R-T-M-A-N, and you will find all of my books and card decks. And then this is the Chakra Wisdom Tarot. So when you see the beauty of it, you'll get it. And then you'll get what we're talking about. I mean, and then my website is my name, ToriHartman.com. Um, my events, you're on there, as well as ways to contact me and work with me if it is something that calls to you. So that's that's my jammy jam. <laughs> awesome. So you're going on tour. Where are you hitting? I'm going to be in Europe. I'm uh, going to London. Well, by the time people listen to this, it could be, you know, weeks and months down the road. But um, as of this taping, it is, uh, let's see, 
June, wait a second, oh, May 18th, uh, 2019 through June, when I returned, June 2nd, 2019. So it's the two weeks um, in, you know, my favorite city in the world. So uh-huh. there you have it. <laughs> yeah. Well, you enjoy that. Guys, check out her site. See where she's at, what she's doing. We do have a lot of Europe clients if you're near London. Go okay. see her in person. Go check out the deck. I love the coloring of it. I love the artwork. Thank you for keeping it to a working deck. I really like mm-hmm. that factor on it. And not an mm-hmm. there's some decks that are guys are just artsy. And I see students trying to read them and it's like, no, honey, that's a pretty deck. It sits in your cabin. Yeah. You pull it out to show pretty art. This isn't a deck like that. This is a worker. Um and there's mm-hmm. a lot to delve into. Um, I will be at Crystal Lotus, I believe, Saturday for um, Founders Day. And you can always call mm-hmm. my office. Michael will happily book an appointment with you or check out my site, asanite.com. So until then, good night, y'all. Y'all guys have a lovely evening. <laughs>